uh, it was really great to go back into the booth and to, uh, uh, to, to voice the character again and, and to say the lines that Kyle had written from the Shattered Grid comic book. And, and when we did the panel at Power Morphicon, uh, that was the first time that Barbara Goodson and I, uh, we got to do Zordon and Rita in real time and got to really act with one another. And uh, the audience reaction to seeing us do that live and the the subtleties that, that Barbara would bring. the Because in the TV show, Rita was, was really sort of very hokey and over the top and loud. But uh, during the live read, when we were doing the lines and stuff that, that Kyle had written for, for the Shattered Grid book, uh, Barbara really was able to really get into the nuance and the, the real evil of, of reading. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday. It is us. We're here. I am just... I have so much energy because I'm so excited for next week when we welcome the Pearsons back to the show <laughs> and we play an adult version of the game that Justin made for our show. You're going to have to come up with a name for the game. <laughs> I just like calling it Justin's The Game. Justin. <laughs> the Justin's The Game. Yeah. It's very elaborate. <laughs> I, love, I love when we... A little behind the scenes stuff here. I love when it's just me and Jason be like, all right, we're going to get the stream going. Then we have the intro and stuff. And then all of a sudden, magically, Max is here. Hey. hey I'm time. I've been here the whole time. No fucking pen guy. I'm, uh, I'm always ready. <laughs> we never know if he's going to show up. He's like. Uh, um... What do you mean? You, you know, you always know when I'm going to show up because I'm, I'm here all the time. <laughs> you have been, man. You've been on a roll since we came yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's like four, four casts now, three or four. It's, yeah, it's been... that fall energy. Yeah. You've been on oh, yeah. more since the break than you were the whole year prior to the break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not exactly right. I think one more in a row, and I will. That that'll be true, absolutely, hands down. <laughs> I mean, we did bring podcasters back this week, and man, that was a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, talking politics on the internet always as well. <laughs> but uh, welcome everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Hit that subscribe button. Send me a screenshot to three geeks podcast at gmail.com because you can win Spider Man 4K. We've got some entries already, but. Hey, you could be one of the lucky few to join and win. So, and I mean, not... across across the Spider Verse is so good. It is, it is so beautiful. good. It it's is awesome. a must own physical copy. It it is uh yeah, just a great movie. So get it. Come yeah. get like all. It, it's this is the cheapest you're gonna find it anywhere. <laughs> hey, it's so good. I bought Max a copy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, like happy birthday to me. I'm the winner of all of this. But uh, no, yeah, like Across the Spider Verse is so good. You definitely want this. All you people out there, all you internets, all of the internets, <laughs> all of you. Thank you guys. Thank you. Woo! Man, there's a lot to talk about. I Mike sent me a clip, and is I was there? able to pull oh. clips uh, for the show today to play some funny stuff that we can make fun of. Um, one of our old favorite clips. Um, I found out they did something else, and I can't wait for us to check that out. Okay. And um, yeah, there's so much, man. I'm gonna play this William Friedkin one first because it's kind of uh, appropriate with the Exorcist coming out, and it's kind of his thoughts on the, um, you know, the Exorcist two from yep. the 80s, 80s, I think that's when that came out. But uh, I'm gonna share this right here. And uh, R.I.P. Yes, and this this is funny. This is his take, you know. Here we go. I'll just let it speak for itself. 
little slow. Max, have you uh, had the unfortunate luck of watching The Exorcist? Yeah, no. How about not The Exorcist any, Two? Not not any of them. <laughs> Is there a way to turn the volume up on that? Yeah, can we hear it? Um, there we go. Playing for me either. Is it playing for you? I've never seen a frame yeah. of any of the sequels, and I would. I'm not interested in. I actually <laughs> did see uh, maybe two or three minutes of Exorcist Two. I was at the Technicolor lab, and one of the color timers said, "Hey, we're running Exorcist Two." You want to uh, go in the screening room and have a look at it? And I was over there doing Poor something bastard. else, and I said, okay, sure. So I went to the screening room, and I see some guys riding on the back of a bumblebee. Oh, the movie's awful, movie Max. And I, oh, and I, I left. And now I'm going to tell you the story of the first screening of Exorcist 2. <laughs> The sneak preview in Pasadena. This was Exorcist 2. And it was told to me by an executive of Warner Brothers. Because this, the executive said, oh, you got to come out to, to see the sneak preview. It's really terrific. And uh, you're going to love it. You're a grandfather. You should be proud. And I said, no, I think I'll miss it. Then afterwards, he told me the story. These Warner Brothers executives so good. Here drove we go. out to Pasadena in their big limousines. And uh, they were all dressed up. And they went into the theater, which was packed, turn away crowds. And they went and sat in the last row. And about 10 minutes into the film. Now, before they went into the theater, they told their um limo drivers look we're gonna be in there for like two hours and 20 minutes so maybe more you guys go on down the end of the block there were some fast food joints they went down to get a cup of coffee whatever so the limos are gone the executives go into the last row 10 minutes into the picture a guy stood up in the audience he stood up and he looked around and he said the people who made this piece of shit are in this room. <laughs> and, and somebody else said, where? Where are they? <laughs> Ten or twelve people get up, and he says, they're all back there. <laughs> These guys got up. The heads of the studio, they got up. They ran. <laughs> <laughs> they get outside, no cars. The cars are all down at McDonald's yep. and all that, and they were chased down the street. That was, that was the first public reaction to Exorcist Two. You asked me, Peter, if I have seen any of these things. Like I'd sit there. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my goodness! No. I didn't see me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you guys don't know who William Friedkin is, he wrote, he directed the original Exorcist. <sighs> yeah, oh. you don't. He is uh, low key. He is low key, like one of my favorite bombastic personalities who talks about film. R.I.P. Such a legend. Uh, a couple years back, he did. The, there was this little clip going around where he was talking about like critics and stuff like that, who were like the new critics, these fucking judges who are gonna. <laughs> 
put down the new Dolce Vita in favor of fucking Batman versus Superman. I just gotta say, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> like he is so like he's he was unfiltered in like a manic, but also in a kind of entertaining way, and I love him for it. And of course, The Exorcist, great. So. <laughs> Um, okay, but I think maybe for next week or something, we should do top five movies that you would have rioted on. <laughs> oh, I can, yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like, if somebody had got up and been like, who made this, like, the people who made this piece of crap are in this room right now, who would you, have, like, what movie would have made you get up and chase the filmmakers out of the theater? <laughs> That's a, man, that's a that's a deep question. I got a few nominations that come to my head. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for next week. But then, I think that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I can also think of a couple. I don't know if I can get to five. When did he pass away again? Um, he it was this year, right? Yeah, it was this year. It was this year. Did he? I mean, was he kept in the loop about the new Exorcist that's coming out? I can't remember. There was a a, a quote uh, from him, or you know, from him. I don't know if it's true or not. I'll pull it up and see if I can find it. Uh, right. That that's what made me uh, think to look that up. Uh, the opinion on the Exorcist too. Apparently, he had mild uh, positive things to say about um, Exorcist three, because you know it was, it was done by the guy who wrote the original book. And it's the good one <laughs> after the first one. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I low-key kind of like Exorcist 2 because it is batshit. Um, yeah, the Bumblebee... Well, no, it's Locusts uh, is the big key to everything. Like, you communicate through the Locusts and swing in a sock around or something. I can't... And James Earl Jones dress, dresses up as a Locust at one point. And, uh, okay, this is, um, yeah. you know... Okay, according to film critic Ed Whitfield, Freakin' had this to say about the Exorcist Believer. So it's, you know, word of mouth. Ed, the guy who made those new Halloween sequels is about yep. to make one to my movie, The Exorcist. That's right. My signature film is about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. I don't want to be around when that happens, but if there is a spirit world, I can come back. I plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. There you go. A glowing <laughs> there review. There we go. All right. Well, I mean, he's honest, so... <laughs> You got his wish. He didn't want to be and, here when it came out. And you know, like, wish. <laughs> I, I do like David Gordon Green, so I just say you take that criticism as a badge of honor. I mean, you know, wh whatever the result may be, just yeah, take that I, criticism with a badge of honor. I could deal with making a crap movie and having that guy just tear it apart. Like he he's got a certain charm, je ne sais quoi about about his his vitriol. He's a. Uh, He's a character who definitely, I believe, on the creative side of things, behind The Exorcist, he's the one who really invested in the exorcism side of stuff. Like, was like, no, I'm going to dedicate a good chunk of the rest of my life to, like, really focusing in on proving this real. <laughs> like, he's a character. Yeah. Was a character. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace, William Friedkin. You uh, made me laugh. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen the new Exorcist yet. I want to see the new Exorcist because I'm a horror fan. Um, I like David Gordon Green's. The first Halloween is, that he did was really good. The sequels are hit and miss. But um, 
I kind of wish like they kind of did the superhero thing with this it, that I don't like is when you know you get a creative force and you kind of see that they're getting tired like he did with Halloween. You could tell by the end of it he was he was tired. He was done doing that franchise, and then they give him a whole another trilogy within horror that's you know similar thing. And they brought I heard the the new Exorcist really falls apart when they shoehorn in the legacy part of it. So. Um, you know, they're just trying to ride the coattails of the Halloween that he made by doing it with The Exorcist. And welcome, welcome to nostalgic franchise filmmaking that's been around, you know, since Star Wars and even before then. But it's just like, yeah, I, I feel that's the way it goes is a lot of, um, yeah, is a lot of the interesting ideas are right up at the front with like some new directions or at least some new takes on old tropes or characters. And then when they got to pay lip service to everything that came before or at least the first one. Yeah, that's usually when maybe you start to check out because you're like, yeah, member berries, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never had an interest in the Exorcist franchise outside of one and three. Mm -hmm. I saw two, and I thought that was fun garbage. Three actually has something really kind of cool and interesting and stylistic going for it that actually has a creepy kind of atmosphere to it. Uh, what was the one that came? The one is it the one with Stellan Skarsgård in it? Was after that? Exorcist the beginning. Was that the fourth one? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Prequel. I saw that when I first moved into this apartment. And the girl I was dating at the time was helping me move. We didn't even have a couch, but we had the TV. And it was like, okay, let's uh, put out some sleeping bags and watch Exorcist the beginning. And we were just like, we fell asleep to it. Yeah, I, I don't like, remember it. There's Exorcist Dominion, which came out the same time. It's also a prequel. I haven't seen that one personally. Yeah, I, uh, I know a lot of people really like the Exorcist TV show that has been recommended to me a lot um, throughout some of my groups that I'm in. So I might check that out. But uh, one, one, uh, what's up, Keisha? Love you so much. And there have been some good revivals, like the new Pet Cemetery. I thought was pretty good. I thought they that's, did a really good job with that. That's a series now with David Duchovny, isn't it? It's not a series; it's just one movie. Oh, is it just it's, one movie? Oh, I thought it was a series. It's the Judge story. They just tell you know the two chapters oh. from the book Pet Cemetery. They turn it into a feature. I thought they did pretty good with it. It's one of the. Well, I mean, it doesn't say a lot, but it's one of the better like Stephen King sequels that they've made. It's definitely better than Pet Cemetery Two, and I like Pet Cemetery Two because it's cheesy fun in a bad way. But um, I thought the new one was fun. When it comes to when it comes to horror stuff specifically, <laughs> I always find like it's either the, it's either the first and second or the first and third, you know films in the franchise that really draw me in and then everything else that follows subsequently i just lose interest in until there's a reboot or revitalization where i'm like okay i'm in just to see what they do differently and it either makes or breaks it there like well, that was I, that was the case with hellraiser like i love hellraiser one and hellraiser two uh really could care less about everything that follows afterwards no matter how good they are but i just i was checked in for those two and then this new one came out i'm like okay i'm back in and it was okay I like the new one actually quite a bit. Um, you know, it's more to what you were talking about with like, you know, one and three being the good ones. I think it's like, okay, uh, because horror movies are generally made more cheap than, you know, like they, they, they try to not spend as much money as possible um, to make them. So if the first one is very good, you know, like either stylistically or, you know, just draws you in, they build that world. Uh, they they did it for X amount of dollars. When when they go to make the sequel, they're like, we can do it for X amount of dollars less. 
than we did the original one. And, you know, because like we have some of the old sets, we've got some of the old costumes, all that stuff. And they, I feel like they try to spend less money, but then also ramp up everything, you know, because like, well, if they did something in one, they got to do it times 10 and two. And then in the third one, it's always like dialed back. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like they, their appetite was too, their stomachs were too big, then they're, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, back to basics a little bit, like kind of, sort of, but they still expand like a uh, nightmare on Elm street. First one. Love it. Second one. It's okay. I, I've come to appreciate it a little bit more as I've grown up. Um, it's definitely not as focused as the first one. Uh, third one though, when they go buck wild with the concept and actually like, okay, let's take the fight to Freddy. Sure. Like dream warriors. Sure. And then, <laughs> I lost interest until what was it? New Nightmare. New Nightmare, so good. Where it's like, here's the meta side of it, and that's where Wes Craven's like, I'm gonna make a whole franchise about meta horror. <laughs> yeah, that you watching New Nightmare. So I've been on Sir Sturdy's show all of last week. We're watching, you know, we did Nightmare One and we did Friday the Thirteenth One. Like that was one show, and then we did Nightmare Two, Friday the Thirteenth Two. And what I'm learning as I'm watching these movies back to back, like watching Friday the Thirteenth One versus Nightmare on Elm Street One. I think that the Friday the 13th franchise is better. I think. I think it holds up better. Like the sequel to Friday the 13th is a natural continuation of the story in one. The sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street is kind of like the Star Wars trilogy, the new one. They completely ignored like the mythology that Wes set up and made it more of like a body invasion kind of horror movie. And I'm just saying, like Keisha, don't. I'm not dead to you, Keisha. I love you so much. Don't say that. That hurts. I'm just. I'm just saying, like as a TV you, fan, somebody who likes. Television. You can't tell Keisha that you're not dead to her. Okay, like you. You don't get to decide that. The franchise. I'm just saying that the Friday the 13th franchise feels like a continuity. Like it feels smooth going from one sequel to the next. The Freddy sequel really does feel like the Star Wars sequel, and I like Star Wars. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. I just didn't, you know, you know, I'm just saying it's not as good as Friday the 13th was as a continuation to one. Yeah. Well, also, they're they're flexing the rules a little bit in the in the second one, too, that they established in the first one. So people are kind of like, OK, I guess we're going with this now. That's kind of dumb. Whereas then they were like, OK, let's wrangle it back a little bit in terms of like what we established about not just the circumstance, but this character, what's possible with them and. How can we put a twist on that, so to speak? Keisha, listen, I was just as surprised as you were that I chose these movies over <laughs> the others. Like, I was shocked. I watch it the way I'm watching it. It's a fascinating look at these movies to watch them side by side. I've never seen any of these movies. <laughs> I honestly think you could handle the first Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. No, nah, like Night Nightmare on Elm Street, I will not do ever. You can't at all? No. Nope. Wow. Nope. Max can't, no. No. Nope. Nope. Kids singing and monsters that exist in your dreams where you like can't do anything about it. That uh now nah, that's the stuff that keeps me awake. I'm not nah, he was catatonic after smile. Like Max <laughs> can't do Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> And I mean, like, you know, it, it, the production value, you know, like watching a movie from 1980, uh, I, um, you know, that'll probably help, you know, in that, like, you know, it'll look a bit cheesier and, and you know, just a bit more fake. But uh, nah, like, I'll, I'll just stay away from Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't need that. I don't need it in my life. 
What's up, Digi? Digi's one of my friends from Whatnot. What's up, buddy? Thank you so much for jumping on and saying hi to us. Appreciate it. But, um, yeah, I just I found it fascinating the way he's doing that, like, franchise side-to-side -side thing. Like, I, 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 I'm really digging it. Because I always thought I liked Nightmare on Elm Street better. And then watching them side-by-side, I'm like, it just doesn't have the same emotional impact. Like, Jason's well, I mean mom at the end, you know, her son dying and she's getting revenge. Like, it doesn't pack the same punch. I, and I feel like Freddy is probably the better villain. Yeah, but, no, I agree. I mean, like, he has more, guys. yeah, dialogue. Yeah. And more, yeah. Um, um, it's weird to say, like, he's more just likable, even though he's, like, an awful person. Yeah. It, it depends on the Freddy. Like, you can like him as a villain, but then when he gets into sequels and it's like, now I'm playing with power, like, okay, <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> That's funny. I like uh, Six as a fun Looney Tunes cartoon with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I, I feel like Freddy Krueger, even like the idea of it is just a little more insidious and, and a little more cool. Um, and, you know, Jason's just this unstoppable monster. And then, like, you know, it's kind of like all the story around Jason that makes him interesting. Um, but that, uh, that's why I low-key kind of also dig Freddy versus Jason for what it was, because it worked off that, that. Yeah. Like, J Jason's the blunt instrument. And Freddy's the master manipulator trying to work that whole scenario, and it bites him in the ass a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I have seen Jason X, so yeah, um, in the theaters. But... That isn't that one's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like that, but that's a comedy to me. Like that is a full on comedy to me. It, it's um, it's no way scary, but it is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so terribly good. Um, I recommend it to anyone. Again, like if you're not looking for a good movie, but you're looking for a good time, Jason X is, is where you well, want to Jason be. X has one of my favorite Friday the 13th kills when he picks up the person in the sleeping bag and just bangs them against the tree. Yes. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. So we got another clip. And you guys want to talk about something getting escalated from zero to a thousand. I watch this show on a regular basis. So when Mike sent it to me, I'm like, oh, I like this show. I don't remember this I, happening on the show. Like, I was in a weird mood. This I, I had just got my booster yesterday. So I, I woke up feeling pretty, pretty giddy. And I was like, let's see what's going on. And I just saw this clip and I laughed for like five minutes straight. <laughs> and then I found out the real world circumstances behind it. And I'm like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. This clip is funny, though. It's kind of based on a true story, but it's, it's California like... California versus Daphne Rebus, so bench warrant for multiple parking tickets. Deputy District Attorney Mark Cannon, are the people ready? Yes, Your Honor. So this is called All Rise. Yeah. Emily? Hi. It's on the Oprah Winfrey. Miss Carmichael? Crap. I, sorry. I, <laughs> Counselor, can we help you? Wrong courtroom. We'll directionally challenge this morning. You think? Apologies to the court. Listen to approach the bench. What the hell is going on? Your Honor, the defendant is not wearing any pants. What? This happened, folks. This. You, you brought that woman into this courtroom without any pants. You wrap this around your waist. We'll take it from here, Miss Carmichael. Did anyone hurt you? Are you okay? Yeah, I was arrested like this. Yeah. Kept saying they'd bring me sweatpants, but they never did. I didn't know, Your Honor. I was. I didn't. Your client is in her underwear and you're covering your ass. You need a new lawyer. Your Honor. Bailiff sees those phones. Did you even know that was happening? Did you even see her? She came out of the box like that. What if that was your daughter? Hmm? You know what? Go to hell. 
<laughs> How about this? How about instead of getting that one pants, why don't we just burn the whole place down, huh? Okay, come on, you gotta go. Hey, hey, hey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? <laughs> How about this? How about we all leave and let the low take over the whole damn city? How about that? You don't want to do this. Get that man out of my courtroom! Damn <laughs> like, shoots the judge! Oh! Say immediate assistance at courtroom 802. <laughs> what? <laughs> that dude was about to shoot up the judge! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow! Okay, so wow. the first... So the first part of that is actually based on an actual court case. Someone was brought in for shoplifting, and they had denied her the opportunity to get like a change of clothes or toiletries or feminine products and stuff. And so she went into the courtroom like that. It was actually in real life the judge, who was a woman, who like really lost her patience on that. It was like, I'm taking all of you all to to task on this. Like she called up the jail and gave them shit. They had, they had shit excuses. The second half of that didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, and this is America. So if you were like the first part of that, the person coming with their pants off never happened. The second part happened. I would also believe that. How yeah, crazy is that? yeah, pretty much. But I was like, I was not. I mean, once the twist of like, because the caption does says it goes from like zero to a hundred. I'm like, okay. Oh, she's not wearing pants. Oh, weird, hilarious, kind of, but also really sad too and then all of a sudden that last shoe drops i'm like what <laughs> where it's, are we <laughs> the, the lady the lady making a big deal about it mike on the show she is a judge so they kind of pulled that and oh okay okay that, that's oh, cool content yeah. night though right what's that the judge or the the the, the black lady that's misty night isn't it i i don't i don't know i can check i can fact uh, check no, that. from uh she played that's the character's name, right? On, on Daredevil? Oh. oh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Right? Yes. I have yes. not thought about any of those shows in forever. <laughs> oh, I am checking on that. Man. I was like, who, who are you? Misty. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's supposed to have like a robot arm or something. Yes. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have an arm, robot arm on this show. <laughs> It'd be awesome if she did. She would have taken that dude out. Max, good eye, man. That is her. Nice. The actress's name I guess is I'm a nerd. <laughs> Simone Missick. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I like her. Cool. Yeah. No, I just saw that clip this morning and I was losing my mind. No, that's like great. the way I did pretty much here too. I was like, what? Like yeah. <laughs> no, that's just great television. That is that was a oh. Yeah, that, that that didn't go from zero to a hundred. That went from zero to like yeah, ten thousand. Like that that was Is that, that show still on? I yeah, don't. They, it? It's got one one final season and then it's oh, over. Okay, well, uh, it got canceled off of uh, CW and then uh, Oprah Network picked it up. And uh, it's, oh, a good it's, show. it's about a, a black woman as a judge and, you know, deals with racial stuff very well. Okay. Uh, the prosecutor, the white guy, that's her best friend. And they have I'm, really tough conversations and it's fun to watch. I like I'm, I'm guess I'm guessing when you put it in the context of the show, it's not as funny. Probably like there's probably a lot of build up to whoever that dude is. <laughs> like, yeah, there's probably oh. some kind of development going on there. Like you see him be really, really sinister and racist and stuff like that. I don't but remember. That. I think just... that's the first episode that that happens on. <laughs> <laughs> you you watch this. So you uh, did you just get into it at a random starting point? You didn't start from like the beginning. 
I started from the beginning. No, I it's I watch all the uh, lawyer shows on. You just forgot that. <laughs> if it's on Hulu and it has a lawyer, I've probably seen it or I plan on seeing it. All right. It's I'm not hard to please when it comes to television. No, you're, you should you shouldn't even <laughs> throw that second part in there. That was you just That's, left it the first part. You're not hard given. to please. It's Jason loves everything. So um, I was thinking after you know i did sturdy show i'm like i want to interview the guy who directed nightmare on elm street 2 like i want to get him on the three geeks i want to get him on the live show so i jumped on his imdb page and what other 90s classic this guy directed you guys ready for this the yes. generation x movie do you remember that oh. so i'm getting Barely, this now yeah. like more than i ever wanted to before <laughs> oh man that was in the era of uh the hasselhoff nick fury tv movie right no, it was after, I think. After? When, when, no, mid-90s? I think the, I think mid- the uh, Hasselhoff Nick Fury series came after Gen X. Not Did series, it? just the or, show. Or, or the, yeah, the, the, yeah, that thing. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> that thing that they did. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll show up in whatever next Yo. multiverse thing they're going to do. What's up, I'm Aaron? Sure. I hope so. I hope Hasselhoff shows up. But the, the Generation X movie was the first thing Fox did with Marvel when they got the rights. Wasn't... Mutant X also a, a Marvel thing, even though it had nothing to do with X Men or anything. I don't know. I do have Generation X on DVD. I watched it once since I got a bootleg. Uh, I mean, a copy acquired a copy of it, and uh, you can it's say bootleg. Awful. It's fine. It's awful. It's what we got to do now because regular disc distribution stuff is kind of crap. So and they randomly dropped the f bomb in that movie twice. <laughs> cool. It's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there it's we go. Supposed to be a TV series. I guess the guy who played Banshee in that continued to play Van- Banshee in the uh, 97 X-Men cartoon. Nice. Cool. Good for him. Oh, my God. I heard somebody put a trap beat behind the X-Men theme from the 90s cartoon. It was disgusting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not I mean, just... like, it was good. Like, I oh, okay. loved every second of it. Like, it, like it, it was so good I had to vomit. <laughs> so, uh, one of our favorite people to pull funny clips from is uh, a little store up in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm going to remind you guys of what I'm talking about. And oh, I'm going to show you the new thing I found that they did. This is this is all in all of its glory, like right here. Oh, I found one of the less offensive ones. So uh, here we go. <laughs> I know exactly what this is. Yeah, you know who this is. I'm already sad I watched it. I'm not. Yeah, remember this? This is a real furniture store, folks. I don't know if they're still in business. I called to reach out, but they never called me back. Yes. <laughs> His teeth are very white. I can't believe this man. Why are they me. holding her legs up? Because they couldn't afford to get stirrups. <laughs> For, they couldn't afford to get prop stirrups. All right, guys. So... I was Mike mentioned, you know, the funny clips. He played the funny clips for us and uh, they sent me that funny clip. And I was just messing around on the Internet. And then I found out that that guy made a YouTube television series. Oh, no. And I am going to share it with you. It's only three minutes long, so it's not that bad. And um, it's after the commercial, though. (laughs) you know the commercial was an appetizer all right Uh, (laughs) it's called norton's plate oh man buckle up max i guess i wonder if people like ohio Uh, there's reasons (laughs) 
that's good. That's all the people from the commercial listening. Amazing, not quite video toaster effects. Yeah. That's supposed to be a Kramer. It's so it's all the people from his commercials then. Yeah. Wow. Oh, is this one of those? Oh, oh my wow. God. He's got a live studio audience. No, he doesn't. Hi, sweetheart. How's work? There's no way that guy can get her. I mean, like, all right, guy. I mean, you never love is love. I can't even hear what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying. Honey, stop dropping things all over the floor. Huh? Stop dropping things all over the floor. I mean. Yeah. What do you think floors are for? Huh? <laughs> clearly, clearly the boom mic operator's not doing his job. What do you think floors are for? I don't know. What? Why would you? Excuse me? Is this what he does in the furniture store? You like can see this? someone in the background. I saw. All right. <laughs> Daddy drinks right. because you cry. Eat your dinner. Okay. <laughs> uh. Salutations, Norton. Couldn't believe what happened to me today. What the hell? I put a new transmission in a 1956 Chevy. Whoa! Oh, I thought this was good enough to see Like, is he supposed to be kind of Kramer and kind of Christopher Lloyd from Taxi? I think so. All right. Hi, Luciana. Open your eyes, lady. What do you think of the new dress? Oh, that's nice. Thank you. You got that for? This is killing me, Jason. (laughs) We're not going to finish it. I think we got enough. I think we got it. But that is like a lot of episodes of that show. How many? That's further than I made it when I watched it and decided we were going to talk about it on here. Yeah. My brain hurts. I mean, like, your brain—you you are incapable of feeling pain in your brain, and I feel a stabbing pain <laughs> in my brain right now, Jason. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, I'll give him this. He was ambitious. If he's still you, with us, you know what? Yeah, like for he went for it. Get, he went I, for like, it. I could not hear a word that dude was saying. Like, so that <laughs> came before the commercials or after the commercials? They all say sixteen years ago. So it's all he, roughly at the same time. He was planning a mass media like onslaught of stuff. Like he was gonna do a show, commercials. I'm sure he had. I'm sure he would have thought of podcasts if they were you a regular know, thing. It would be kind of like awesome if he was actually a genius and like there would be something, some small thing that's like continuous throughout of all of his commercials and YouTube movies and, and podcasts and all that stuff. And then like, you know, like only the people who have like gone deep in like delve deep on it know and they like like watch the, the greatest story ever told and like the shittiest format ever. Like Yeah. <laughs> That, that was what, what what um I'm curious Jason if you still have the page up what is the uh, image quality on there is it like 360 or is it like I already closed it man uh, I, I was like no, the, 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 I, 240p 
<laughs> I remember why I went there. I was trying to see if there was any new commercials. That's what I was looking for. See if there was like one that's updated over the last oh year. That was I, 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 I question if he's still in business. I, I mean, I think there's not a lot of time in this podcast where I'm like, we should really think about the stuff that we're showing. You know, I was like, you're like, <laughs> you know, like, don't do that to the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we had people watching, like, you notice we, there's no comments right now. We, we you notice there are no live comments off. right now. <laughs> yeah, we probably had some aneurysms in the, the chat room. Yeah. I apologize, guys. I'm going to talk about a really good short film here in a minute. So th- we yeah. have that going for us. But um, I just. I'm I'm just wondering, yeah, like Max was saying, if there are people who do like a or like you were saying, Jason, sorry, if there are people who do like a deep dive into the lore of Norton. <laughs> and if I don't know, I have a feeling that sends you down some avenues you wouldn't like discovering. No. Not saying not saying that there is bad stuff out there, but skeletons and closets and so forth. <laughs> and also, you know, like, ignorance is bliss and knowledge is a burden. Like, don't burden yourself with this knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's awful. So awful. Because now I just... Yeah, now I just have questions that are making my booster headache hurt a little bit more. (laughs) I am proud to report that Mark Brown is still alive. Okay. I just Googled his store, and they are still in business. So I'm going to make this promise to the audience. If we get chosen to be pressed for the Cleveland uh, Fan Expo, I will go to Norton's Furniture and live stream as I walk through the (laughs) store. I'll bring Justin with me. Justin doesn't know any better. I would. Unless he watches this episode. No, I got to (laughs) go. I have to go. Like, there's no way. I, like, if we're going, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I was I gonna mean, do that, Max, and I appreciate it. I appreciate the solidarity. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly doing something right. So he's yeah. still in business, still living a full, healthy life, hopefully. And yeah, Mike, was that you that brought that into our lives? No, that was <laughs> Mike. Is like, hell no. <laughs> you uh, no um. I think Katie might have suggested Katie, it in the chat Katie. one time. Because she, no. yeah, from the Cleveland area. So, yeah, she might have suggested it. Mike, so. uh, Katie. The, the meme that you just had there was uh, The Office when, when he asked him about the sounds like a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Hell no, man. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you guys check the chat, there is a link to a short film called Please keep door closed that mm-hmm. uh we checked out max did you check it out i did not i did not i had so much life coming at me uh that i did not get to it uh i do apologize but i'm down to meet a cool person <laughs> there you go but uh mike and i did check it out and we're gonna talk yep. about it i'm hoping to have her on sometime this month because i know she's turning this particular one into a, a long form film Ooh, yep film feature so um i dude i my favorite part of this short film is when she took her contact lens out and there was that long shot of her walking to her bedroom and it was with a blurry lens. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Like, I've never seen that done in a film before. Yep. No, she's, uh, she's got great, like, uh, technique and control of the camera quite a bit. Um, I mentioned this last week. This is uh, Jennifer that we're talking about who was on last week with us uh, in the chat, at least. And, yeah, she's been involved in this kind of folk filmmaking uh, movement that's going on on YouTube uh, quite a bit. And 
yeah, no, I was really impressed by just this clip, and I'm I'm looking forward to like seeing what she can do feature length, like lighting, mood, atmosphere. It's not like you know, booga booga like jump scare type of horror necessarily. It, it's more about making you feel unsettled while oh, sitting in the, the silence. Oh, it's the bad kind. Oh, <laughs> no, no, oh, it's, no, no. <laughs> it's the kind you're not gonna be able to sit with, Max. Ah, oh, it's the worst. It's like the lingering creepiness. Yeah, the worst feeling it is only 11 minutes and she does it so well there was Mm -hmm. one part that i laughed just because i can relate there's a part where she goes to you know she gets in bed and she puts her arm over her a boyfriend husband i don't know what and um, he like throws her hand off of him because he's trying Mm -hmm. to sleep and he doesn't want to cuddle like we can all relate to that a little bit like i'm none of us are that harsh but you know once your significant other's asleep sometimes you remove the hand arm (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah like i gotta i gotta like be half in half out of the sheets um you know I got, there's, there's tricks there's tricks you can do to uh to mitigate the heat transfer but uh yeah you know, if, uh, you know it's it's just a fact of life that's yeah. you know like that's just something you can like that happens and, and yeah again like it's never like that uh, you know that like, i'm assuming I, I haven't watched it obviously but uh right. you know if he chucks her arm off violently like that no, that's not the case. But uh, for sure, that that arm is hot and heavy. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a little bit of what you were saying there, Max and Jason, about like it's the mundane stuff, but it, it makes the mundane stuff really, really unnerving. Like the very opening where she, it's in, I think she's in the garage or the laundry room or something. And it's like just looking around for something, and it's all just like dark atmosphere. The sound I really like her sound design on this quite a bit. Um, because it is very like in your ears sound quite uh and it again kind of like feels like it's coming off the back of your neck a little bit i'm like ah, uh, ah i'm starting <laughs> to give me the heebie jeebies stop it oh yeah. wow okay um i didn't know 11 that minutes too, max 11 oh, no. minutes of unsettling nervousness oh god okay okay i'll, I'll probably watch it with, with my wife if she wants to work so okay. do that i recommend it i can't wait to dive into more of her stuff yeah i, I will say it, you not know, having her own I thought we were having her on. We we are Eventually. like in the near future. Oh, okay. I thought she was coming on today. No, <laughs> no, no. we haven't been able to work that fast. Oh, okay, I did awesome. Watch no, it. okay. Well, now I get to watch it then. Okay, no, that's, that's fine. Like I, I thought, I thought she was coming on today. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Like I should have watched it, but. I will so say the one, the one drawback of it being a short film is that you do get the sense, sense the idea that there's going to be a bigger idea at play with a feature length. Like it, it feels like there's more to, te- there's more that's going to go on, more, more of a story that's going to shape out of this but the most important thing i feel like you guys are talking about is that like there's a lot of technical stuff that she does Mm -hmm. uh and and that i think you know as long as you're doing that stuff well like whatever the rest of the movie is will be good you know it's 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 that like that's what yeah i mean all right i'm 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 getting more uh uh, you know excited to wind up for it uh, yeah, like that—that's the cool stuff, you know. And it's like, you know, that's the interesting stuff that you look for from like not Disney movie. You, you know, like I, I watched like, Ahsoka finished, you know, and it's like, okay, it was just kind of <laughs> meh, you know, like yeah, nothing super interesting about it, or even about the way they filmed it. But like, if you can even talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, but do you remember the one shot from with this or that? And like, that's like the technical stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, you know, any story around that would be good. Well, for the past two years, she and I have been in, involved in this contest that 
a really big video maker or filmmaker, I should say, on YouTube, Joel Haver, has put out there, which is you make a movie during the Oscars. So instead of watching the Oscars, you go out and you film something for like three or so hours, however long the Oscars are, and then you have like a week to edit it and get it just right, and then you submit it to him, and he'll put them all in like a big playlist. And so she and I have done that like two years in a row now. And I, I always go for the documentary thing. I know, Max, you were in my first one. Um, and it, I, I just go for the documentary kind of talking thing. Cause I know that's easy and we can make, you know, fill up the time cause it has to at least be like 40 plus minutes. Right. Um, but her contributions to the last two years have been really interesting. I especially love this past year. It's called idly. And she really went all out on this one. It's only about like, I think an hour long, but she does a lot of like creative stuff again, not just with camera, not just with sound or atmosphere, but like designs and stuff like she has this really cute musical segment involving like little seagull puppets and it's like my, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things ever so i would recommend any of her films so and they're, right. they're definitely more they're not like a linear narrative in the typical sense like All it's right. a lot it's a lot of more like artistic kind of you bring your own kind of mood or interpretation to certain things and i think that's totally cool like i'm all for stuff like that like you said oh. the non-disney franchise stuff I will do her the great honor of allowing her to creep me the math out for the next week and a half. There she is. Yep. I, 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 <laughs> Loki, Jen, I, I love that whole musical segment. It's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I thought I was going to meet you today, but it didn't happen. <laughs> we will get that. We will make sure that happens, though. We're going to get you, her on. You technically are meeting her. or uh, see. Yeah, no, I thought we were going to be, like, you know, with the video. Like, her head would be, like, over here, and my head would be a little bit a little bit more that way. And then, you know, like, we'd be, like, talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, she's been a huge supporter of us this week. She's popped on to most of our shows. Oh, awesome. And we've streamed so every much. day. <laughs> I will say, uh, like, one... Uh, Jen, I got to give you a lot of kudos. And I'm sorry, I'm just singing all your praises here because you you've been a great supporter of my stuff too. Um, throughout uh, these past that's how I found her year and I'm, a half is like yeah. So I really appreciate all the support she because she's always got kind words, but also nice critiques to offer as well. And I try to return in kind. Criticism so. is invaluable. It is worth more than gold. You know, if you can if you can give good constructive criticism and you can take good constructive criticism. That's when, like, the good shit happens. Um, you know. Yeah, William Freakin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was pretty constructive, man. Uh, I would take it was. criticism, though. <laughs> it, it was constructive and scathing and, and entertaining. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, that guy was good. Like, I mean, like, again, like, he could cut me up any day. Like, that, I, it's worth it, you know? Like, that's fine. <laughs> guys, we've taken you guys all over the map today with our show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three geeks. <laughs> we we that, have a very. This is all scripted. <laughs> actual three geeks now, not just three geeks and Mike. Or, oh, it's never been three geeks and Mike. Three it's geeks not, and a Mike. Like it's, a it's, voice song. <laughs> Watch Justin will pop up right about. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Mike, you you've always been the the D'Artagnan to our. <laughs> Boy, man! Yeah. Wow, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I haven't though, talked you... to you and. Like twenty years, man. Good to see you. Thanks for jumping in. What's up? Oh, um, hey, you're like. Do, do uh, I know Corey? I don't know. He, he went to Kilborn. Okay, I was he like, went to, he went to hi. School with Max and I too. 
Sorry, I'm, my memory is fried from the past 30 years, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can all relate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we've gone everywhere today. I'm trying to see what else we've promised we'd talk about. I mean, I got some extra stuff here. Uh, I, there's this one oh, video. Um, okay, anyone, go ahead, Matt. Did anyone watch Castlevania? Not no. yet. Not yet. I started it. It is on par with the the last the, you know, series of Castlevania. This one's like Castlevania Nocturne or whatever. Um, I think it's really good so far. I've only watched the first episode, but I'm really enjoying it. Of course, the uh, art is awesome, uh, but the uh, the storyline is 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 got me hooked as well. Now, do the Castlevania games actually have like a chronology to them that the shows are emulating, or is it just kind of like grab bag of whatever lore they want from the franchise? I wish Scott was here because he would definitely know. I have not played any of the. <laughs> We'll do that. Go for that. <laughs> I'm down, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That's is that this uh, that we were sent? No I, no, I think this is a different one. That's the Oscar movie one. This is the one she's turning into a full length feature. The one we right. Watched. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, no, I'm down to watch all this stuff. Um, she seems super cool. Um, fuck. What was I saying? Uh, Castlevania. Castlevania. Uh, yeah. So it seems it, like Warren Ellis is gone. Um, so I was kind of worried about that, but it's still kind of holding up. Uh huh. Yeah, I heard about those at least, but yeah. Ah, here all we'll right. have some contention right. next time. Well, all right. Well, they're getting me with the first episode. Maybe it uh, maybe it doesn't pan out, but uh, you know, like uh, it still looks so good. Um, so yeah, give that a watch. So I, I'm I'm digging it so far. I'll let you guys know. All I remember is the games and um, Simon Belmont from Captain N and the Game Master. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, all too. I, I have. <laughs> I did. I did watch the first series of Castlevania on Netflix, and I kind of immediately forgot about it. I, I thought it was good at the time. It just, I don't know, it yeah. never really resonated with me. So it's so much TV. It's easy to get distracted unless something like really just. <laughs> you somehow find a way, sir. You find a way to home, really... man. and I I'm talented. I can multitask like yeah, very well. He's a, he's a machine. He just like consumes media. Like it's my only talent a, I have. He's like Galactus. That's all I got <laughs> going for me. <laughs> he's the he's the matter eater lad of pop culture and TV shows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fascinating. Does one of them say silly rabbit tricks? Is, tricks are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that, that's ripped off from someone else. <laughs> uh, that would be sweet if it was just like the full dialogue from Kill Bill 1. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just uh, the audio straight up, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be great. Um, I like baseball. <laughs> it's called borrowing. <laughs> yeah, blending or blending. <laughs> or I guess homage, homage is the word that's more like yeah. used. Yes, uh, let's go with you, homage. Did you say you had more videos, Mike, to send me? No, I didn't. I, oh, I was okay. just, I was just talking about stuff I saw on my feed, like some Scorsese stuff. Uh, the first thing was like there was a really cute video of him and his daughter, and his daughter is like asking him if he knows what these more recent like slangs are, like uh, slaps or uh-huh. um, something like that. Um, huh? <laughs> well. It's from, it's from. She's talking about Castlevania. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Kill Bill, Castlevania. <laughs> oh, a little girl watched mom die. Okay, um, yeah. but um, 
but yeah, no, and like Scorsese, I think gets like nine out of ten, right? Yeah, it is. All right, all right. So. <laughs> it, it was really, it was really cute. There's a there's a weird voice filter on it though, so they both sound like Martin Scorsese. So uh, I don't know. I would just rather hear the regular audio because I could listen <laughs> to that dude talk all day long. And then apparently Spike Lee says they should have shown the effects of the atom atom bomb on the Japanese and Oppenheimer, which I mean he said he liked the movie. So yeah, I mean, like, it's oh, yeah. It's, I actually haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I, I'm ashamed to admit it. I should have seen it, but. Uh... I mean, it's about, it's about the murder of, of so many people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's about like a war crime that the well, United States committed. <laughs> here's here here's here's where I'm on. I'm a here's where I see both sides of the thing. Here is that like he he likes the movie. Don't get me wrong. Like he he just says like if I were to do it, probably like here's what I would have included. Yeah. I kind of get that, and I kind of get why he's coming from that perspective too. But also at the same time, I feel like that it's intentional why they don't show the. You know, the actual bombing, the Hiroshima bombing or any of the effect on the Japanese people, because that's the idea is that that's a concept so far removed from Oppenheimer up until the very end when he realizes, what have I let into this world, basically? And it's represented well. I feel the idea of it is represented very effectively in the film. He gives a speech and it's trippy and like surreal and is alluding to what happens to people in nuclear fallout. So it's not like, you know, he, they're not talking about it to some degree, but also like it's mainly focused on his part in bringing the atom bomb to life. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the planes when they dropped the bombs, he wasn't there. So he has no frame of reference for addressing that side of the story. There's a lot of great documentaries out there. Uh, that followed the survivors from Hiroshima and Nagasaki that I would recommend. I was watching, sorry, sorry. Just oh, no, go it, ahead. Uh, real quick. I was watching this anime. Uh, crap, what was it called? Oh, um, I think I know which one you, yeah. It's the there, boxing one. Yes. Um, There's a scene where they, they dropped the bomb and, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, there, no, it's um, it's like the aftermath. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, like seven episodes randomly in one of the seasons. Where they're like, it's or it's, it's the coach is having a memory, so it's and 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 he's back in post-war Japan, and like it, it like kind of goes through like how people were living back then and like what they did when they were rebuilding and like two of the characters are, are really fucked up from the bomb. Like, okay, it's not and, it's not barefoot again. No, no. Okay, that one is hard. That one, that one is unforgiving in how it depicts the bombing. But, but uh, yeah, like yeah. I just thought that was Hajime no Ippo. It's basically like the Japanese Rocky. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I, I really dug it. But like that whole like flashback, and, and you know it was like so shown through the eyes of these boxers and then and, and and competition boxing, but. Uh, it like it was the first time I don't know that I'd seen something where it was just like, and this is what like we lived like, mm-hmm. you know, like after that, and I like I was I don't know I was, I was really impressed with that like few episodes I can't even remember like what season it is I'll have to go look it up I can like <laughs> I can tell you guys but but like yeah like the, you know the the, the, the the thing is okay you know it's it's average sports anime is this one but uh, that flashback was really cool i thought mm-hmm. but i mean you you don't have to go far to find like 
memoirs of a geisha yeah you don't have to go far to find like media that does chronicle and depict that aspect of the story you know pretty intensely you know there there are documentaries out there memoirs of geisha of course um there's like you said there's whole stuff from the culture itself like that culture was greatly affected by that <laughs> event needless to say yeah. that it seeps its way into every single facet probably of their media in some way shape or form um so i kind of get why it's not in this particular part of it because this is not that side of the story and it's not meant to be because i don't right. think i think christopher nolan would be the first one to say like i'm not the right person equipped to tell the story of the japanese people mm -hmm. all i can do is talk about this white man who ruined things yes yeah that's what he yeah. said too he's getting yeah. backlash about not including that and so he's like that's not my story to tell that's you know somebody else's story to tell mm -hmm. but um i want to thank everybody for tuning in um we appreciate all the love and support next week we might be on for just an hour we might go over because we're not kicking the petersons out we're going to be on as long as they <laughs> want to be here we've got the petersons Un unless, unless that's their thing and they want us to kick them out yeah. Yeah. They are um so they Tell do us who's audio... bad and throw us off your show. <laughs> they, Unless I get some hot and bothered. They do erotic <laughs> audio books and every time they come on, they're always one of our most popular shows. We always they're have who? a lot of fun with them. We're gonna play they... a version of the game we played last week with them that's gonna be more adult oriented. The Justin's the game, yes. So Justin's does this this and Justin's making it, right? Yes. But you said it's going to be adult-oriented. So does that it, mean Justin's going to be pulling from some different type of media for this? No, he's going to just search his... his uh, Him history. and I will be uh, working together. <laughs> we will be working together to come up with... Yes, Not I know what I'm saying. I'm saying it that way on purpose. We're going to work together, and we're going to pull something out of our, you know... <laughs> Search histories. When they do their audiobooks, they go by Gunnar Quaylen and Jenna St. Clair. Uh, Jennifer, if you want to look them up prior, but tune in next week. I promise you're gonna have a yeah, blast. They're they're blessed. They're I, awesome. I they're just they're, they're great, great yeah. people. Awesome voices for yeah. podcasting. Very honest, Very mm -hmm. honest people too. I love them. I <laughs> I love them so much. Refreshingly yeah, honest, I'd say. Yes, and like they're just cool, and like their job is awesome, and like and and hilarious, and yeah, no, they're great. I love Petersons. Yeah, husband and wife that do those books together, and they don't ever get like sick of each other. It's no, like fantastic. And, but I mean, like, I feel like that's so awesome. Like, <laughs> they get to like shared activity. Be yeah. all these people, and like, and it's you know something that's got to be fun, and you get to make money on it. So like, that seems like just the perfect. <laughs> and hopefully, Max shows up this time, not just his eyes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, um, like that wasn't. I was there. I'm, yeah. I got, no fucking pen guy. I was. I was there. But uh, that mysterious late black asshole who showed up, uh, yeah, that, was, that guy was weird. That was a weird guy. Hopefully that doesn't ha ever happen again. Well, don't give them Everybody an idea for their next audio book. <laughs> <laughs> black asshole. <laughs> late black asshole. With that, guys, go to YouTube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Follow us at 3 Geeks Podcast. We'll talk to you guys very, very soon. You guys have a wonderful evening. Yeah.